1: Happy Thursday to you. Hope that your day is starting off well, but probably a little chilly. It's even colder this morning than it was yesterday, but that's all right because we're going to have a couple of days where it's going to be high fifties, early sixties. We just got to get through today and then we'll have some warmer temps on the way. Have you turned the heat on yet? I had to turn it on last night. I got home at about uh, like 630 and I walked in and said, I don't think just a little space heater is going to take this chill out of the air. So I turned on the heat for a little while, warmed up the place, went to bed, you know, turned the heat off, went to bed, woke up and said, I got to turn it on again. (sighs) I'll probably have to run it a little bit tonight too before bed, but then we'll have a couple of days where we don't have to worry about it. I mean, so far, we've been pretty lucky in terms of, you know, how warm it stayed. We're in November now. I mean, this is the time of year that people usually say, you see the social media posts or hear them saying conversation, if I can just get to November without turning the heat on, I'll be happy. So if you have to turn it on now, there's no shame in that game. You went as long as you probably thought that you were going to go before you turned it on. There was a year I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to try and keep it off until Thanksgiving. But then, which really wouldn't have been my end date anyway, because I'm never home on Thanksgiving. So I wouldn't have cared if the heat was on, but I I did it. And it wasn't it wasn't fun, but I was trying to hold on to what I had said I was going to do. There were a few days where, a few nights where I was questioning if it was the right decision. But, you know, you lay in bed with a couple of layers on you. And by the time you finish kind of arguing with yourself about whether or not you want to break that and get up, by that time you're already feeling warmer. So it's, it's not going to be the end of the world if you have to get up and put the heat on, but, you know, just. Think about it a little bit longer, and maybe you can go a little bit longer without having to do it. Now, of course, I could always just get up and turn off the two fans that are in my room. But that'd be crazy. How would I sleep without at least one of those fans on? Actually, I think I'm down to just one, and it's on the lowest setting. But I need that that white noise in the background. I used to sleep with old-time radio shows playing on my phone. But then I started, you know, when I started having to wake up earlier, I found that when I woke up, instead of just like popping right out of bed, I was coming out of a dream in which, you know, whatever was playing on the old time radio show was happening in my dream and it was weird. So I said, I better stop listening to this stuff when I fall asleep. But I would have them playing all night long. Boston Blackie, who was it? It was a detective show or some of the sci-fi or horror shows that we're on. I know it seems weird to fall asleep to that, but that's that's what relaxes me. So speaking of relaxed, I, uh, I decided yesterday to go out and write an article about, because, you know, n- without running around every night, I can now get to some of the things that I wanted to feature in some articles uh, with a little bit more time in the day. So yesterday I went to the New Bedford Whaling Museum, and they are now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but last year, last September, September 2022, the Whaling Museum opened up a 3D theater. Now, it's, this, it's the auditorium that they've always had, but they have installed the equipment to be able to run 3D movies in there. And they have one playing right now about blue whales. And so I saw something about it and I said, you know what, I'd I'd really like to, I mean, I love blue whales. When I was a kid, if you would ask me my favorite animal, I would have said the blue whale for a little while. I mean, I think every kid kind of goes through what their favorite is. But I said, you know, I would love to watch a, a 3D movie about blue whales. And so I went on to the Whaling Museum website. Tickets were just $5. I mean, it's not a full-length feature film. It's a short. But I said, well, you know, you get the the experience of seeing blue whales underwater in 3D. And it's a nice theater over there. It's a nice auditorium over at the Whaling Museum. It's beautiful. If you've never been in there, all the decorations that they have around it, I don't know if I should call them decorations, but all the ornamentations around it relating to whaling history or fascinating to, I mean, you could spend, you know, an hour just in that room looking at some of the things that are up there in the, the sconces around the wall, but there's, there's also now this 3d projector and it's a little bit different than when you go to the movie theater to see like the latest Marvel movie in 3d. So when you go in and you don't need to purchase a museum admission to go see the film, you can go see the film on its own. That's what I did. So you can walk in, they'll check your ticket, or you can buy a ticket there. You walk into the to the auditorium, you can watch the film, then you can go into the gift shop. But if you want to, you know, go into the regular rest of the museum, then yes, you'd have to pay admission. But you can go just and see the film for $5, $3 if you are a Whaling Museum member. And so I went to the 1230 show yesterday. And I was the only person in the the showing. I'm not surprised. It's, you know, the middle of the day. It's lunchtime. People are probably doing other things. But I was the only one in the theater. So, of course, that meant I got to sit wherever I wanted. And I took the, the middle seat in the upper section so that I would have a completely unobstructed view If I went back and watched it again, though, I might sit a couple rows closer in the front just to see, because I was having this weird thing with my eyes where I kept feeling like there were people sitting in the seats. I never even thought maybe the place is haunted, but I was like, I would be looking at the screen and because I had the 3D glasses on over my regular glasses, I would kind of see like little things out of the corner of my eye and it was just distracting because I was like, oh, who's, who's walking over here? Even though there's nobody in the room. So I would probably sit a little bit closer if I go back, but you get your 3D glasses when you go into the auditorium. And then when you're done, you take your 3D glasses and you put them into a bucket and then they clean them and sanitize them and put them back to be reused. So you're not throwing them away like in other 3D theaters or, or taking them home with you and then wondering why you have 10 pairs of 3D glasses in your car. Because we, we take them out, out of the theater with us, and we're like, oh, I'm going to save these. And then you got to think to yourself, for what? They're not even like the red and blue ones, so you can't even walk around with them like the guy in Back to the Future. They're just going to ruin your eyes if you walk around with them. But anyway, so they do. They recycle those 3D glasses. But I sat down and watched the film started, and I was super impressed with the 3D technology. I mean, you know how it goes with 3D movies, right? Sometimes the movie isn't really something that is intended to be in 3D. Like they do a 3D version of it, but it's not like you can tell that it wasn't written or filmed for it. I mean, it can also go in the extreme too. If you ever went and saw Jaws in 3D, Jaws 3 in 3D, or Amityville 3D, those have like a lot of gimmicky scenes that were made just for the 3D technology. But this does a great job of taking that technology and applying it to what was already filmed about blue whales so that it can give you that depth of field. And it looks like the water is just going to come pouring off the edge of the screen. That's what I think impressed me the most just about most of the shots. But then you had, you know, these long shots of going down the length of a blue whale. And you can really see the space they take up in the ocean. And the other part of the 3D technology is it allows you to get a better idea of how close these researchers are getting to these whales in trying to, to get up to them and learn more about them. So I'm not going to tell you like the whole plot of the film because I, you know, I want you to go and see it for yourself. But I do have an article at WBSM.com and on the app that I think that you'll find interesting this morning. uh, it's, It's an article about how whale poop is saving the world. That when whales are out there eating in the ocean and taking their whale dumps, which is the largest poop of anything on Earth, when they, I mean, maybe except... Me after Taco Tuesday. But when you go and you watch the film, it will do a better job of explaining it. But you can read the article too. There's, there's a process called a whale pump. And that whale pump not only helps the ocean life, not only helps the marine life right around where the whale is, it helps life across the entire ocean, and it helps life here on Earth. We breathe in the air that we breathe in Because of whale poop. The phytoplankton that it feeds cleans and filters the carbon dioxide out of the air and puts out oxygen into the air. How much oxygen? Well, scientists estimate that every other breath that you take is the result of phytoplankton in the world's oceans. That's fascinating to me. That every other breath you take, 50% of the oxygen that we as human beings breathe is put out into the air by phytoplankton in the ocean. That's incredible. And that's thanks to whale poop. So who would have thought, right? You can check out all the details and read more about it at wbsm.com and on the app. And you can see some photos of the the theater, and I have the trailer in there for the whale film. If you are interested in whales, blue whales especially, you'll like it. I mean, I don't, people get so excited over Shark Week every year. And remember when 3D TVs were the thing, like everybody was buying 3D televisions? I don't think, is anything in 3D? Do they even put out 3D Blu-rays anymore? I think the home three d fad didn't last, but they had Shark Week in three d where you could go and get your three d glasses at wherever a store, and then you would sit at home and watch it. And I did it. I don't I'm not a huge like Shark Week person. I'll watch a documentary about sharks, but I don't like go home and watch it every night for an entire week. But whales. I don't know why there isn't a whale week. Maybe there isn't. It just doesn't have the same marketing. But whales are incredible to watch, especially on the big screen in 3D. And then, of course, because you are at the New Bedford Whaling Museum, when you're done, if you want to go into the whaling museum and go through the museum itself, you can actually stand right underneath the skeleton of a blue whale, Kobo, king of the blue ocean. You can stand right underneath this blue whale skeleton and get an idea of what the size of one of these mammals is. And, of course, that whale skeleton, we have a story at WBSM.com and on the app, and it's linked up in my whale poop story. That whale skeleton is still dripping oil to this day. So you can check it out, read about it, then go see it for yourself. And another little interesting tidbit I learned about whales is that baby blue whales, blue whale calves that live solely off their mother's milk, because again, whales are mammals, those blue whale calves calves, will gain between 200 and 250 pounds a day. So don't feel too bad about all that leftover Halloween candy that you ate yesterday because that just pales in comparison to what the what the whales are putting on each and every day. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Um. That song, yep, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. It's a little uh, Norm MacDonald reference there for anybody that remembers those days when Norm was the Weekend Update anchor on SNL and was constantly blaming things on Frank Stallone. But yes, that is actually Frank Stallone. I think there's a little bit of nepotism in there because John Travolta wanted to make this sequel To Saturday Night Fever Sylvester Stallone I believe he wrote it I know he directed it And it's called Staying Alive If you've never seen it If you're unaware that it existed I was for years And then I think it's a little bit of nepotism That if Sylvester Stallone's the director And Frank Stallone gets the the featured role On the the, uh, soundtrack But hey, whatever 508-996-0500, that is the number to call in and chime in. Uh, Coming up, we're going to be going into the newsroom, but after that, I want to talk this morning a little bit about traffic cameras because this is something that we haven't really discussed here on this show. I know it's been talked about in other parts of the day, but there is a new bill that proposes having a pilot program with 10 communities seeing cameras on their traffic lights. And I don't know if any South Coast communities would be game for that. But I think that it would be... I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with driving around the roads of Rhode Island. But they have them. And you can just get a speeding ticket in the mail based on driving by one of those cameras. And I... I try to slow down around them. I mean, I use Waze when I'm driving around Providence anyway because I can't figure it out. But it warns you where those traffic cameras are. And they have plenty of signage to warn you where the traffic cameras are. So if you choose to just keep speeding through, that's on you because you've been you've been warned. You've been forewarned. But uh, I think that there's a lot of concerns people have about the cameras but i don't know is it is it worth it for the safety precautions because the way this bill is structured it's not designed to be you know punitive it's designed to be preventative we can talk more about that coming up but right now we are going to go into the newsroom and we're going to get all of the news of the day with ariel dorsey
2: President Biden is calling for a pause in the Israel Hamas war. Biden was in Minnesota yesterday to kick off a tour of rural America and was met with protesters calling for a ceasefire in Israel's invasion of Gaza. In his speech, Biden said, I think we need a pause in the conflict. And when asked to clarify, he said a pause means give time to get the prisoners out. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she's being subpoenaed to produce documents in a California criminal case. The California Democrat informed the House of Representatives on Wednesday, which is standard procedure when members are issued subpoenas. Pelosi didn't give any specific info about the case, but it is reportedly related to last year's attack against her husband. The Texas Rangers are the World Series champions for the first time in their team history. The Rangers defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks 5-0 to in Game 5 of the Fall Classic. Mitch Garver delivered the go-ahead run in the seventh inning after the Rangers were no-hit through the first six innings. Shortstop Corey Seager was named World Series MVP. The Federal Reserve is holding interest rates steady for the time being. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell told reporters Wednesday the central bank will continue to track inflation and the health of the economy and that there was still a long way to go to get inflation down to 2%. One of the five officers involved in the death of Tyree Nichols is taking a plea deal. A lawyer for Desmond Mills said Wednesday that he's changing his not guilty plea to guilty. Details of the agreement could be revealed at this morning's hearing, scheduled for 10 a.m. in Memphis. Negotiators will be back at the bargaining table today to try to end the Hollywood actors strike. Talks between the actors union and the major studios continued into Wednesday night with artificial intelligence being a major sticking point. Sources from both SAG-AFTRA and the producers alliance say a tentative deal could be reached within a week. In sports, a pair of former Patriots would not be surprised to see a familiar face back in Foxborough. Rob Gronkowski and Devin McCourty suggested that recently fired Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels could return to the Pats. Each mentioned the lack of production from the current Patriots offensive and the money still owed to McDaniels by the Raiders. New England is currently last in the AFC East and will host the Washington Commanders Sunday afternoon at Gillette Stadium. The Celtics had an offensive explosion in their big win over the Pacers. Boston blew out Indiana 155-104 to at TD Garden. Jason Tatum led all scorers with 30 points and also collected a game-high 12 rebounds for a double-double. Derek White chipped in with 18 points as every member of the starting lineup scored in double figures. On Saturday night, the Celtics will visit the Brooklyn Nets. And a top prospect in the Bruins system is set to make his NHL debut. With the recent suspension of Charlie McAvoy and injury to Matt Grizzlick, Mason Lowry will be paired with Brandon Carlo for tonight's battle against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Bundle up this morning, these temperatures unseasonably cold in the upper twenties, and around thirty those wind chill values in the mid twenties. Clouds will linger on the Cape and the Islands, otherwise mostly clear skies. Sunny this afternoon with attempts around the upper forties, that's ten degrees below average. Overnight tonight, another chilly night. Tomorrow, temperatures head back to more seasonable. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. BSM, News Talk
0: 1420 Traveling in a fight i come in On a hippie trail head full of zombies a strange lady she made me nervous she took me in and gave me breakfast and she said do you come from a land down under can't you hear, can't you hear thunder you better, run, you better take a
1: look and maybe for breakfast you're having a vegemite sandwich like men at work so, uh, listen, it's 32 degrees right now. It's not going to get much warmer today. It's, it's going to get into the high 40s, 47, 48 degrees. But as I said earlier, you're probably turning the heat on for the first time. It is November now, so you can you can turn it on. You've held out long enough. If you can do November, December, January, February, maybe early March, I mean, you're a trooper. You're, you're, you're doing as much as anybody can expect you to do in, in conserving heat and conserving money, too. But maybe as you are not turning on the heat yet, you're feeling where those cold spots are coming from around your house. Maybe your windows are leaking. Maybe your roof is leaking. You feel like some cold air coming in around the frame of those windows or around the seams of the roof. Well, call Precision Window and Kitchen and have them come take care of it. Have them come and either they can replace your windows, they can replace one window. If there's one window that's drafty or not closing correctly or having a problem, they can do that. Maybe you just have one pane of glass that needs to be replaced. They can do that too. No job too big, no job too small. But maybe, maybe you need all new windows. Maybe you need an entire new roof put on your home. No matter what it is, they can do it. As I said, no job too big, no job too small. They have the experience. They have the know-how. They are the place that the other guys go to to get some of the materials that they need because precision keeps it all on hand. What does that mean? That means they can get the job done fast and they can get the job done right. They are able to make things in their shop that they can then bring to your home and install to save time, to save distractions and... Inconveniences on the site They can make sure that they are doing as much of it Before they even get there So they can get the job done quickly Efficiently, correctly Now if you want to talk to them about it If you're not sure Or if you have some questions about it You can stop by their showroom At 1111 at Cushnet Avenue And they'll be happy to answer any of your questions Show you some of the materials they work with But you can also go online To precisionwindowandkitchen.com You can find out about everything that they do and you can sign up to get a free, no obligation estimate. They'll come to your home. They'll take a look at the job. They'll tell you what you can expect. So check them out. Either stop by their showroom on a cushioned avenue or visit them online. Precision Window and Kitchen and precisionwindowandkitchen.com. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to the phones here. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM.
3: It's going to be a cold, dark winter under it- the Biden administration.
1: Well, it seems like, uh, you know, if you believe in the, I know you're, you're talking politically, but if you believe in the old farmer's almanac, this is supposed to be a bad winter. Worst winter,
3: winter but, we've ever had. But they also no, said the idea. same
1: thing last year, and last year was yeah. barely a winter.
3: Well, they uh, did they say the last, I don't think they said it the way they said it this year, though. I, I thought last year was going to be cold, but they they're predict, this year. They
1: predicted yeah. a lot of snow last, last year, and we, we, we barely yeah. got any.
3: I think this year, though, they predicted it to be just extremely cold. I don't know if I don't know the whole snow. I mean, if you look at it, Tim, look at the look at the past. You know, summer that we've had raining every single day. It was awful. Well, not every day, but every weekend, right? What they say, like ten out of like the.
1: It was. It was like twenty well, something out weekend. of twenty something. Yeah, it was. It's. It's. It's, 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 it's still yeah. ongoing.
3: Yeah, it's it's crazy, but um, I didn't realize now we could just put a pause on a. A war going on or a
1: conflict? Well, you ask. Is that,
3: isn't that called
1: a ceasefire? You ask for for you know both sides to to kind of take a step back and you know renegotiate. I don't well, know that you, you necessarily mean, call it that. a ceasefire because a ceasefire would mean that there's an actual you know ground war happening with troops exchanging gunshots.
3: Well, I mean, are we not exchanging gunfire and no? There's no uh, there's no battle
1: there's no battlefields in this.
3: Well, I mean. That whole Middle Eastern section, I mean, in my opinion, it's a battlefield. I mean, the way that every, everything's being conducted over there, you know, it's, not, it's definitely not friendly. You know what I mean? It's, it seems like it's a war to me. I mean, the way the media is portraying it, you know. Um, but it, what, what I kind of just get a little kick out of is, you know, we're just going to press the stop button on the PlayStation controller and put a pause to the war. It's like that's not how it works you know it's that's called a ceasefire if they're going to stop what they're doing that's called a ceasefire i mean they this need is
1: to, this, they need this, this to is to this table. is this is a really really minute and nitpicky thing for you to to look at this as he he basically well, used I'm a to, he I'm basically just, used a synonym and you want to try and call him out for using a synonym
3: no because i know he he won't he won't i know he won't say ceasefire. That's why. It's like he won't say it.
1: Why? What do you think because, is the reason he won't say it?
3: Because he doesn't he doesn't want to upset Netanyahu because he was the one who told him they are not they are not participating in a ceasefire. Right? And and they're one of our you know, they they're one of our greatest allies.
1: So I, I don't I don't see the, the reason to get upset about it. It's the same idea. It's the same thing. You're calling for the same thing to happen. What does it matter what the, the, the semantics of the language are?
3: Because, Tim, it's just, with everything with this guy, it's – you just can't come out and just say it. Just say it the way it, – it, it, just say it the way it is. It's a ceasefire. We don't pause. We don't put pausing on a war that's happening. That's not how it works.
1: I've heard plenty of other people use that terminology oh, for plenty hey, of other things. Not for a war. Listen – do you just wake up every day and try to figure out what thing about Joe Biden pissed you off enough to call into the show?
3: No, I, I literally am listening to the news being broadcasted at 630. And, I'm and you have to find something
1: laughing. to be upset and, and outraged about. You are the most no. triggered person that calls into this program.
3: I don't. Uh, you, I you are a snowflake. That, John, you are I a snowflake. Wear that title.
1: You are a <laughs> you snowflake. Know? You Everything, well, ideas, everything offends you, John. <laughs> everything upsets you. You are the weakest has, weakest has, person that calls into the show.
3: If it has anything to do with the Democratic Party, yes, I am offended you,
1: you're You're triggered Absolutely. by migrants, you're triggered by Joe Biden. You're triggered by well, any anything that goes against your conservative sensibilities to you is, you know, the end of the world. Well,
3: I am triggered, yes. You're 100% correct on I am triggered by illegal immigrants. That's got that right. Um, I, cause I think we should be America first. You know what I mean? That's that's where we live, that's where we were brought up. That's this is our country, you know. I just, and, and and everybody in this country should be America first. If you don't if you're not if you're not for America being first on your priority, then there's plenty of planes that'll take you right out of this country from you know.
1: Yeah, I, I also don't think you have to wake up every day and thinking about how, you know, all you care about is your country as opposed to other human beings and other citizens. I love
3: my country. I love my country. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm
1: not afraid to say that. Well, I mean, it, it, it kind of boils down to this, though, to me. Who cares? I do. I care. I love my country. But, I'm proud to be an American. But when you're dealing with another individual, when you're dealing with another human being, another person, what difference does it make what country you're from or what country they're from?
3: You know who I think's not proud to be an American? is Joe Biden. Because if he was proud to be an American, he'd be put in America first.
1: So a guy who spent his entire life serving the public in America is not for America.
3: I mean, if you want to call it serving it's kind country, of, I mean, I, I don't know, Tim. I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of things that he's said in the past when he was a young senator that would actually make me think twice about him being a proud American, you know, especially about the African-American community too. That was a,
1: well, was I mean, big, he's, uh, he's, big, he's, like, he's, you know, adm- he's admitted that he's had to evolve on that issue.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because times change mm-hmm. and you know, and, and, but, but, but he's, can't, can't, can't take it back though. Can't take back what he said just by apologizing. And what's crazy is that,
1: well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah president, you actually I guess, can
3: What's crazy is that he's running for
1: president again. <laughs> you know what's even crazier? He's going to win.
3: What's that? <laughs> hey, I needed that laugh this morning. I
1: needed that laugh. All, All right. Do right. you have a good one?
3: All right, Tim. I'll talk to you.
1: And and by the way, the fault lines are lighting up. You just know that John and I go back. At, like we're doing this on purpose. Like we're 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 purposely pushing each other's buttons. We do it because we like each other. We do it because. It's we're just busting on each other. So don't don't get all upset. Don't get triggered yourselves and call in and, you know, have to berate me because of how I treat John. It's it's all it's a shtick. It's a game, it's a joke, it's a back and forth. We totally respect each other. And uh we're just trying to move the conversation along in an entertaining way. Five oh eight, nine nine six, zero five hundred, you're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How you doing? Not
3: bad. How you doing? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and uh I'm going to push back a little bit on, on Mr. John there. Uh, America first is not just being nationalistic where you just look at your own borders. Mm-hmm. Nationalistic is looking at your interests even abroad, and that's sticking up for different countries and sticking up for different people that are in your interests, that are your allies. One of them being NATO, which his, his president didn't like too much. You know, his president is is still looking to get out of NATO, uh, which, is our, which is the biggest alliance post-World War II that has held together world peace for over 75 years. He has looked to create friction in, in that, uh, that alliance. So America First is not just 50 states and their territories. America First is actually the, the I guess, the, the world order that the United States-led out of World War Two, the that world order that is looking to be fractured by uh, China, by Russia, by Iran, by all these people. Well, I digress. You know, it's not America First. Is in 2020 when Donald Trump told OPEC and negotiated OPEC for Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, and OPEC Plus, including Russia, to cut their oil production in 2020 by 9 million barrels of oil a day. Now, the reason for that is to stabilize prices because they went actually negative oil prices went negative. So he told OPEC to cut oil prices, uh, to cut oil production by almost 10 million barrels a day. And that deal was extended all the way into April of 2020. 2022 so two years of oil production cuts by opec plus championed by his america first guy donald trump nobody remembers that i do remember a lot of people saying i wish oil prices were like the the price that, that it was what donald trump was in office you know why it was low because saudi arabia because of the deals that donald trump made with opec well so they the, the biggest deal was not America first.
1: I was going to say it doesn't it, up, it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make it, as much of a catchphrase or a slogan the way you're putting no. it.
3: No, oil production. No. I might actually have that backwards. They might have yeah, oil production cut by 9 million barrels. So that increased that increased oil oil prices exponentially for 2 years. Now we're going into um we're going into joe biden's uh presidency right 2022 april of 2022 is when that deal ended so when you started seeing oil prices go up you can actually blame donald trump because of the the deal he made with saudi arabia and russia
1: all right i'm I'm just gonna hold i gotta hold you there because i gotta take a break i appreciate them but thank you for the call And uh, we will continue on with your phone calls. I do have to take a break. Just going to keep an eye on the clock. We'll be back in just a few moments. And if you are just getting up and you're realizing, uh, well, it is a little chilly. Yes, it is a little chilly. Uh, But if you're also realizing, man, I am hungry. I need to get some food in my stomach and I want to have something good. Head on over to just another Phoenix restaurant in North Dartmouth because there not only can you get all of your breakfast favorites, you can get something different that you might not have ever even thought about. Some of these creative specials that the chef comes up with. But really what's important about it is you're going to get a great start to your day. Yes, the food is great. The food is delicious. But really it's that family atmosphere. It's walking in and feeling like you're starting the day with friends. As opposed to just going into some place whether you know handing you a sandwich at a counter or you know handing you a donut through a drive-through, this is a place where you're going to feel like you've started your day making a connection with somebody. Even if you just have to go in alone, you can sit down at the counter, you can talk with the cook as he's making your breakfast right in front of you. I mean, who does that anymore, right? So many of the, the chefs now hide behind the scenes and you don't get to actually talk. He's right out there cooking their breakfast, flipping the eggs, talking to you as he's putting it all together. I mean, that's the kind of atmosphere they've created at Just Another Phoenix. So head on down there. Try out something good. I would recommend if you're looking for something, you know, that'll fill you up and not be too heavy. Go for one of their cheese rolls. They have great cheese rolls and they have some of the best home fries on the South coast. Just another Phoenix restaurant, Fonz Corner Road, North Dartmouth. We'll be back in just a moment. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,